Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks with Leif Hetland. We invite you into the conversation and celebration of what God is doing around the world through his sons and daughters. Leif shares insights into what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in today's culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kingdom Family Talks with Leif Hetland. Leif, we're so glad to have you on today to talk about the love awakening. Oh, thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. This book has been wonderful. We just got back from the conference. If you were not at the conference, we will definitely have that up for you to access it online. You don't want to miss it. We had Heidi Baker, Paul Yadal, and Leif Hetland, and it was a very fiery. Yes, and Jennifer Hetland. How can I forget Mama Jen? (laughs) Mama Jen is amazing, and she was very real and raw. That was a wonderful question and answer session you guys had. Yeah. I think the event was worth just the question and answering time. A lot of vulnerability. And I I don't think I've ever seen Heidi Baker being that vulnerable uh, as as she shared a lot of insights. So I think think people need to to catch that question and answering time. Yes. It would definitely be an amazing value. I I found that that uh, that real authentic feedback just on life just them presenting themselves and everything they've been through was really helpful especially for for every generation that's on the earth right now just to be so real about what the lord's doing in their families and doing in them personally just um is very practical so i just wanted to thank you guys for being able to do that so let's get to the chunk of the conversation so Liv, we have here your book the love awakening and we would love to hear more about it so i wanted to ask you today what is the baptism of love first of all uh, the word baptism of love you will not find exactly that word in scripture like a lot of other things it's not a specific word but what baptism comes from the word or you translate it from the greek into the english meaning immersed so when i'm talking about baptized in love it meaning being immersed in love well you are in love and love is in you because god is love and the scripture is very clear in first john 4 16 and then he says as i am so are you in this world first john 4 17 so but the the, the story goes back to my own journey when I had an encounter with love and I've read about it throughout scriptures of people having these love encounters. We know about power encounters or wisdom encounters or there's many different encounters you have with God. But I also read about in history of people, including several of my heroes like Hans Nielsen Hauge, who was one of the keys to change the country of Norway. Uh, D.L. Moody, when I was evangelical, he was, of course, one of my heroes. Charles Finney, the great revivalist. They describe this encounter with love. This is far before Azusa Street and how this liquid love came in and it changed everything. Even Billy Graham starts to describe it and other people. So I had read some of that description, but it was not before I had my experience. And in Matthew 3, 17 is kind of a framework where right before Jesus had been baptized in water. And remember, this is before he had healed any sick, before he did any miracles, before he had started his ministry. What happened happened was John the Baptist came in, baptized him in water. And Jesus, who was perfect, was baptized in water for an example for us to experience in the death, burial, and resurrection that it symbolizes. The Bible says that heaven opened up 
and the dove came down, which is a picture. He already had the spirit in him, but now the spirit came upon him. And then the third thing that took place, and that was the father then came in. So this is the work of both the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But the Father came in and says, this is my, and this is my beloved. This is my beloved Son, whom I love and whom I am well pleased. So that's the picture of the baptism of love, that Jesus was affirmed by his Father. Jesus experiencing the perfect love of his Father. He was so much at one with the Father that right afterwards the Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tested. The Bible is very clear about what the test was. It was about the identity. But Jesus didn't have to prove anything. He already had the approval of the Father because of this baptism of love. I'm already being loved by my Father, and I'm not looking for love in the wrong places. I already have the affirmation of the Father, so he didn't need the affirmation anywhere else. And he could say, this is what my Father says. This is what the Word says. And he came against the enemy, came out of the wilderness, full of the Spirit, and says, now the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me. And I got good news, but it was bad news. And he started to change the world. This was a pattern for us. Be baptized in water, be baptized in the Holy Spirit, but also be baptized in love, the love of the Father, so that we don't have any love deficiency. Because when you don't have love deficiency, you don't have God deficiency. And eventually, uh, that love, that's how the world is going to see who we are, because we have learned how to love just the way the Father loved Jesus, just the way Jesus loved the Father. That love, according to John 70, 26, Jesus is praying that love is going to be in us. And that's going to create a tsunami wave of love. The world is going to believe who we are because we have learned how to love with that kind of a love. And that's an agape love. Yes. Whoa. That's amazing. Wow. Wow. Agape reformation. Yeah. That's what you call it. So, Leif, could you tell us more about your baptism of love and what, what happened to you and how it's affecting the nations? Well, I think, that, as I mentioned, that I, many of people know my story that I was baptized in the Holy Spirit when Dr. Randy Clark prayed for me, June 6, 1995. This ordinary Baptist pastor received power. And in the next six months, this is to make the story short, but the uh, next six months had seen a half a million people saved, experiencing a lot of suffering, a lot of scars, a lot of brokenness, but also a lot of breakthroughs. Seen signs, wonders, and miracles. I had seen the lame people walk, blind people see. Seen, as I say, the quadriplegic literally raising up in front of me. Wow. Seen these miracles. Over 300,000 healings and a half a million people had received Jesus. But on the inside, I operate like an orphan. On the inside, I had a black hole in my soul. On the inside, I had some of those love deficiency. And I didn't realize all I wanted to hear was well done. But it didn't matter how much I did, I never got to hear that well done. So on the inside, I never did enough. And when I don't do enough, people don't do enough because you have to actually live for love instead of from love. So when the baptism of love came at one of my lowest points in my life and the liquid love came, came over me on December 1999 in a meeting with Papa Jack Taylor. And that liquid love went into the deepest root of this Norwegian, healed me and started, a, it's been a process. But it started a process when I had the same audible voice that Jesus had. The only time I've had an audible voice. And for most people, they were never experiencing that. But that was my experience. And I know so many thousands and thousands of stories that I've had the honor of praying for people. They have experienced this baptism of love. And marriages being changed, businesses being changed, lives being changed, started revival. So my life was changed. I became a son. 
a beloved son. And I started this union with the father that Jesus had with the father. And I don't have to prove anything. I already have the approval of my father. I have an A plus before I take the exam. So I'm not living from pressure, but my father's pleasure. So when I'm healthy, the way I love is loving without a hook because that's the way he loves me. Uh, the way I give grace is because I've received a lot of grace. So it was a big paradigm shift. And that started actually my language. So even the book right now, The Love Awakening, is more a maturity from the baptism of love and healing the orphan spirit, the culture. A lot of the books I've written that's kind of connected to it. This is kind of to compile it all together. When COVID-19 season came, I know a lot of us were squeezed in the middle of it with the racial tension and, and the political climate, a lot of the stuff was going on. And there was a lot of things that didn't look like love, that didn't look like Jesus. And I could hear the cry of the orphan spirit and the orphan heart. And in the middle of that cry, the father is answering that cry. And that is a cry to be fully loved and living fully loved, no matter what is going on in your circumstances, that nothing can separate me from my father's love, that he is for me and he is not against me, that I can trust him, even when there's a lot of things that I can trust in. So when that is taken place and that was when we started in the middle of this dark season writing down and the love awakening started it had been for a long time pregnant but i had a time now to process in the middle of the pain process and creating a language and now finally it is ready and we have an opportunity to take people on the journey so this has been a i think it's probably been my favorite book and several other people that have read all my books got to read it and i saw what what bill johnson said and rt kendall did a forward but a lot of these leaders I saw that this book is touching something, especially in this season. And I think that, first of all, we need it. I need it. You need it. The church needs it. But the world deserves experiencing a God just like Jesus. Yes. Come on. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I've definitely had... Uh, since reading this book, been more aware of how much I do need to be immersed in the love of God so that I can literally wear the Father's heart on my sleeve and not my own. So thank you so much for writing it and for sharing more about how, how it's affected you and affected the nations because it's a very practical thing. It's It takes what God did in sending Jesus and it makes it so visible and it makes it actually attainable. It's not this big unattainable idea, but it's something a work that the Holy Spirit does in us as we surrender our hearts. So it's it's such a helpful tool. And I want to ask you, um, how do we then cultivate the soil of our hearts? So becoming immersed in love, um, it requires us to to, to, to do something, but also to, to maintain and partner with God. So how do we, how would you say to maintain the soil of our hearts? And, yeah, and it's very interesting because uh, living and loving with and from the heart of Jesus, it's often a process. There's actually only one scripture verse in all the gospel where Jesus described his own heart. And that is actually taken out of Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. But it's one sentence where Jesus says, I am gentle and I am lowly in heart, meaning I'm humble in heart. That's who I am. So he says, but the verses before, he says, come to me, Pollyanne, come to me. If you're weary and heavy laden, if you have some issues, you have got an invitation to come to him. And then what he says now, my burden, meaning his burden is easy and his yoke is light, meaning he wants to, it's like an oxen. If I put it on, say, let me carry this for you. 
And then he starts to describe his heart. So all kingdom matters as matters of the heart. So the soil, the heart, because that's where the love flows from. The rivers flows from that. So part of this is both receiving, but the process is becoming. So sometimes we have walls on the heart. Like there's enough electricity right here in this microphone to kill me, but I don't feel anything because of all the insulation. So sometimes we've gone through things in life that we're learning how to protect our hearts. But the very thing also to protect us, we try to protect from is also the things that protect us from his love because we don't want to get hurt. And then hurt people hurts people. So there's a lot of people that have all this insulation. So part of my journey is to get rid of the, in, in, the insulation, get rid of the fear, the shame, the guilt, some of the things that Jesus took on the cross so that we could be connected to the Father, to the very source of love. So we're living fully loved because something starts to take place with our soil, with our hearts. And there's this potential in our hearts to guard us and to guide us. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart above everything else because out of it all the issues of life flows so when we have pure heart and non-offended hearts and we can learn how to lean hearts and we have a heart after God's own heart like David had then in the next moment we can start to have a heart for people even the people that wants to wound us so you can then deal with the Judas in your life the betrayal or you can deal with loss like Jesus was dealing with when John the Baptist was beheaded. You can deal with all these different issues when Peter denies him. And you can go through all the things that Jesus went through. And he says, I want you to learn from me. This is the normal Christian life. And I want you to not just live the best that you can, but actually I want to take over. I'm going to give you my heart so that you can live and love from my heart. Heart. So would it be any difference, you think, in the marriages, in the homes, or in our school system, in our government, if we had a heart of Jesus? First of all, the heart towards the Father, but also the hearts towards people. And we lived fully loved. That was the major thing with Jesus. He became a man just like you and I. Went to every issue. So there's not one single thing you may come up with. Well, you were never raised like I was raised. Or you never had this issue. Jesus says, I think it is in Hebrew 4.15, because him as a high priest, he went to everything that we went through, mm. everything. So there's not one issue you can have on your list that Jesus said, oh, I know about that. Oh, I know about loss. I know all about pain. I know even about the crucifixion. Whatever you're going through, I went through this. Yes. Being perfect. I, didn't, I was totally innocent in every situation, and I still went through that so I could identify with you so that you could come to me you who are weary and heavy laden, so I can give you a new way of living and loving, rest, and then walking together with him, we can be able to bring change to this world that is around us because all the world on the inside has been changed. So there is a beautiful heart surgery that will take place in the love awakening so we can be awakened to love and live fully loved so that the world out there can experience a God that loved them so much that he would give his only begotten son, but also the love the son would have to leave a perfect father, leave heaven and come down, and to identify with all of our issues so that he could deal with it, take it, so that we could experience the power of his resurrection and live and love a different life. And that's why he said, it's better that I go away. He's going away because I'm sending you now that spirit. And that's also a spirit of love, joy, peace. That spirit is going to be in each one of us. So there's no longer excuse for us to not live and love like Jesus. And what would happen to the world if the average believers would tap into that ocean of love, not looking for love in the wrong places, not live with offenses, and not struggle with forgiveness and all these basic things that is keeping us and it's also keeping the world from experiencing the Father's love. 
Wow. Be careful. Be careful. <laughs> you can't become joyful. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say this kind of thinking? A can little dancing. dancing. <laughs> it wow. certainly does. Yeah, wow. wow. It's the gospel. It's the good news. Yes, it's very good news. <laughs> yes, and it's very sobering news. It's amazing. Thank you, Leif. Wow. All right. For the rest of us out there, like... We've read the book. How would you say would be what would be your perspective on how we should steward this message? I think I mean the, the book in itself. I think it is it, it is going to take people on a journey. All I wanted to be is a guide, a guide through all aspects of life, and we're going to learn allowing love himself to be a teacher and that Jesus the ultimate example in all these different things that always represents the father in a perfect way so that we can represent the same father that Jesus did through the power of the Holy Spirit so my goal is just to be guiding people to the source of love so that we can become love and go through the process and allowing the chapter by chapter to be able to do that ultimate transformation so that we get transformed by love so that transformed people can transform people change people that has been changed by love can bring change and become environment changer no longer checking the temperature but becoming thermostats that would set the temperature of love in the room and change the environment and that perfect love would take away fear so i think that my goal of the journey is for people to start this journey take the book read it with somebody else starts to share some of the things and just starting and allowing the process of love which is a person and start to be with that person because the one you're beholding is the one you're becoming. And the one you become is eventually the one that the person you're married to, the person you work with, will start to see and being demonstrated. So the father, he loves us just the way we are, but he refuses for us to stay that way. He wants us to be just like Jesus. Wow. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for just telling us more about the love awakening. I'm looking forward to see what this will do in the nations because already with our masterclass students and with people who are at the conference, we can, we're having testimonies of people who are being affected and impacted by just a baptism of love from the Father. And so for everyone, I just want you to know that the love awakening is out and you can buy it on Amazon or you can go to leifhetland.com. That way it will lead you to all the platforms. The book is available. It's also available as an ebook, which is amazing for us iPad users. Yes, it's available on Kindle. And so thank you all for listening in and be awakened to love. We just bless you to have an encounter with the Father that will change the way that you see yourself and the way that you see the world. Thank you, Leif. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can follow Leif on social media at Leif Hetland and sign up for our weekly newsletter at globalmissionawareness.com.